Welcome to the Melanin Private Practice Group Podcast with your host, Jay Lynn. In this podcast, we focus on providing helpful information to new and existing mental health practitioners interested in starting a private practice and or those who are currently in it but just need a little bit of help. If you are ready to receive this word, let's dive in. Here we go. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Melanin Private Practice Group Podcast. I am your host, Jay Lynn, and today we're going to be talking about building effective marketing personas for every audience. Y'all, I'm super excited about this conversation for a number of reasons. First, when it comes to developing your services or your products or even crafting your marketing message, one of the things that I've learned over the years is that it's critical to know who you're talking to at the time that you're talking to them. More importantly, it is important for you to be able to establish different personas for different products and services that you have. Everybody's needs are not going to be the same and needs do change over the course of time. So if you start working on a product in January because you have found a way to solve a problem that no one else has solved, but you don't launch your product until May or your service line until May and someone else comes in and they have created something or launched something prior to you and you weren't aware, you could be speaking to the wrong audience at the wrong time. But having a buyer persona in place, knowing their needs, planning for the what ifs can make the difference between your service and product building a profit and or losing time and resources. So we're going to jump in. Different types of personas. You might have a learner persona, a listener persona, a reader persona, a patient persona, a client persona, a vendor persona, a collaborator persona, an employee persona, and the list goes on. (laughs) Different personas for different activities that you have to perform. A learner persona is going to be slightly different from a client persona. How so? If I'm creating a digital course that focuses on building your operations, I want to talk to the appropriate people who are in operations, right? I want to talk to the business owner because they have to decide if they're the decision maker. They have to decide whether or not they want to hire an external factor. It could be that they don't know that they have a problem. And so my messaging, if that's my target audience, the ones who don't know, the forgotten ones, the hidden ones, I need to make sure that my messaging pulls on that owner who needs to now learn how what they're doing doesn't measure for the time that they're in, okay? So I might have to understand what it is that they need to be successful learners. How do they learn? Do they learn visually? Do they learn kinesthetically? Do they learn uh, through audio? All of those make a difference in my approach to how I deliver the training. 
if they are more audible, right? I need to make sure that my messaging is clear and concise. If they're more kinesthetic, I need to make sure that I'm delivering the content in a way that allows them to capture the training as they are writing it down. So knowing your learner is crucial for A, how you deliver the message that you're the right solution, B, how you deliver the content to make sure that the value is actually obtained, and C, building the learner persona will also ensure that the previous two options start to generate profit because I'm speaking directly to people who don't know they have a problem or you know, if you're in operations, you're the practice manager, you know you have a problem, but need to now convince the appropriate decision maker of why this service is needed. Why should we get trained on building uh, a sustainable operations? Now, the difference between that and a client persona, a client persona is going to look different, right? I'm now promoting the consulting package. I know that I have a solution that can help you with your problem. However, I'm talking to everyone. I'm not talking to someone specific. So in order for me to reach specific people within a specific demographic, with the specific psycho qualifications, psychographic qualifications, I need to narrow down who I'm talking to. What problem am I addressing with the consulting package? Okay. If I have a consulting package that focuses on client retention and making sure that you are getting clients in the door, I need to know who's struggling with that. Maybe I'm talking to someone who's working nine to five, who's currently in a position that pays $60,000 and she's maybe 35 in this example and she's looking to start her own practice, but She's having trouble because her fear is that if she starts, she doesn't know what's going to happen. So it's blocking her from building the relationships today. You see how I was able to identify her needs, but also identify her problems. If you don't know who you're talking to, your messaging is going to look different. Let me let me give you another example. I put out a post recently on our Instagram page. If you're not following us, give us a follow at J-L-W-M-E-D-M-H, all right? So I put out a post recently and this post talked about joining our free workshop that we were going to do on Buyer's Persona. Haha, <laughs> yes! <laughs> and so the messaging that was crafted was to reach those who may not even know that they had a problem because they weren't tracking the work that they were doing, meaning they weren't tracking where patients were coming from. So I talked about the importance of knowing who you're marketing to, but more importantly, understanding, understanding the nature of the problem in which you are experiencing. And then I gave a viable example that would break it down even further. And then I said, if you want to join us, select the link and come into the Teams, right? If you want to see it visually, but if you want to hear it audibly, 
just come into our house. So we had multiple people from Instagram who identified with that message per our bio persona join our live webinar. When you know who you're talking to, when you're clear and specific, you can reach a multitude. You'll reach the people who are for you and not just throwing your bait out if, you, if you've ever been fishing, throwing your bait out on the hook into the water waiting to catch a fish. If you're just putting your messaging out there waiting for a client to come knocking on your door, you have no way of determining the needs in that area for other assessments, other analysis of problems and opportunities and potential threats. So it's it's important that you get specific so that you can see how many people are responding and why and how many people attached to the people who have responded are experiencing the same kind of issues. So that's the difference between a learner persona as well as a client persona. So how how what 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 is a part of these personas demographics right so you want to know the gender are you talking to women or male who's your product for who do you want to work with what locations do you want to work with them do you want to work with the south do you want to be nationwide do you want to be globally internationally offering services in africa and australia and asia where 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 are your potential clients okay you also want to ask yourself where is, where is, um, where is it that they work? Where is it that they live? All very important questions. How do they offer in-person services or out or telehealth online? Those are important questions to understand because if they work two hours away from where they live, okay, and in between. It's going to take them at least 45 minutes just to get to you. You have to factor the timing of their appointments and longevity, consistency, right? If they're always getting home at nine o'clock at night and they seem to be exhausted and irritable in the morning, what is the likelihood that they're going to stay in your office? So these are things that you need to be aware of. Do they have children? Are they married? What are their responsibilities? What are the likelihood of them keeping their appointments consistently or needing to cancel? You need a contingency plan if you have a patient that cancels on you or and or if they cancel on you regularly. So these are things that you can determine based off of doing the research of the demographics. What is their age range? Every 25-year-old doesn't think the same. You might have a 25-year-old with a boss-like mentality. And you might have a 25-year-old who's more sociable and free care, right? The messaging is going to look different for each one. So if I'm talking to the 25-year-old who's serious about getting her stuff together, she can party later in life. But right now, she's about her career and building her business. I might put a message out there that says something along the lines, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Do you need assistance walking through the steps of how to scale sustainably? If so, come talk to us. (laughs) I might not say come talk to us, but... That's the key points of the message, right? Whereas if I have someone who's more sociable, more carefree, who's not really like career, career driven, but they have goals and they work towards their goals, I might create a more relaxed messaging. Something along the lines of, hey, did you just start a practice? Are you looking for ways to grow and still have time 
to to have fun, join us for our upcoming workshop. There, see, those are those are two different messages speaking to two very different 25 year olds. So you need to know the age, but more importantly, you need to know how they receive information, which goes into our psychographic information. Now there are more components of the demographics, but I'm just going to move this along. You're more than welcome to catch the show notes to, to see more information on demographics. Psychographics speaks about the personality, their motivations, their goals, their dreams, their likes, their interests. How do they handle conflict? What's their emotional capabilities? All of these matter, not just as a therapist, but also as business coaches and consultants. If I don't know how you handle conflict in terms of disagreements, in terms of when things don't go your way, you know, do you shut down? Do you, do you, Communicate. Do you over communicate? That can make or break our relationship. Now we can get to know one another in terms of uh, networking and having conversations, but doing work for your business is completely different. So you need to know the emotional capacity of your ideal client. You need to know their coaching style, right? So coaches and consultants, every coach is not for you. Some coaches may have a style of dictarian where other coaches may have a style of empathy. And so you need to know what is appropriate for your client to receive. How, what are they motivated by? If their goal is to be able to take more vacations and have their time back and be able to be present for their family, what's motivating this? Is it the motivation that they never want to have to go back and work another nine to five? Is it the motivation of creating generational wealth, showing their kids that they can have a work-life balance? What is feeding their drive? That's really important because if that area, for whatever reason, is disrupted, if, if, if things keep attacking their motivations, you need to be able to redirect that. And I know that sounds little weird or even a little cliche, but the reality is when they hire you, you know, I'm going to speak as a coaching consultant, when they hire me, right? They're not just hiring me to help them with the business. They're hiring me to point out the areas that can impact the business. And guess what? If you're no longer motivated, what happens? You become stagnant. You start making decisions that can have a negative impact on your business and thus your business can start to go in decline so we need to understand the motivations you know what's happening externally or even internally that is affecting you so that's psychographic information where do you get this data now i love 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 research if 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 you any of you know me personally you know i love researching right and so I look at research from different angles. I might be on a social listening app, listening to the types of conversations that you have. Who, what, what interests you? Are you interested in seed and in, 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 in addressing the root problems that, that you've had with your patients? Or are you interested in, in love and marriage and relationships and restoring the black family unit. All of these things matter. 
blogs and articles. If you're on LinkedIn or even on Instagram or Facebook, I might look at the type of articles that you post about, the type of blogs that you write and and gain a perspective of your interests and the things that 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 fuel you, right? And in the work that you do. And I might start to craft messaging based off the type of things that I see you posting. You can go to government agencies, the Census Bureau to get demographic information, employment information, understanding the economic growth in their area or even the economic decline. Mm, yeah, nobody likes to talk about that. That's not sexy enough. Maybe uh, you, we, we need to look at the technology piece of it, right? Are you talking about technology? Are you aware of technology? Are you asking questions about technology? Those are, those are other things that I pay attention to. Uh, you can get this information through research institutions and firms. Universities that are doing research as well as independent firms who are doing research like Grandview. You know, when I recently looked up our, our uh, what is it called? Our, our growth <laughs> of the SAGAR for... Um, Oh my goodness, why am I struggling right now? Bring it back, bring it back. Ah, for consulting. <laughs> we were at $134 billion as an industry, and the power players behind that growth were McKinsey and Co. And there was a, a couple other, I can't remember them off the top of my head, like right this very second, but they were the power players driving the economic growth for consultants. It is a booming industry right now. And with people leaving the workforce for a whole bunch of reasons, one of the areas that people might start to utilize their skills is consulting. So being in this realm has definitely been beneficial. So you wanna make sure that you're paying attention to your industry and and the opportunities that your industry is giving. Why? Because that will tell you where the need is. There may be a high um, supply count of therapists, but the demand is still there. The demand fluctuates based off whether or not you have the resources to be able to access or you don't have the resources. And that's another conversation for another day. I promise we will get into that uh, <laughs> later in our, in our season. But it is important for you to be able to determine what's happening within your industry. Where are the needs? Where are they seeing more um, services being, being requested? And, and, why is that happening? Has there been multiple traumas? Has there been um, an exaggeration of what has already happened with COVID? All of those questions you want to ask when it comes to building your persona because those things do impact your clients. And so when you are building your personas, psychographic information, those questions, those those areas of life can also prompt consumer behavior change, right? What's the point of getting healed if 
if I'm just going to be exposed to the same thing again. And so you want to be able to create messaging that talks about the importance of healing and protecting your inner peace, right? Okay, so let's move along. Um, So we have research institutions. Then you have podcasts. I I did mention social listening, but podcasts can be another great way to get valuable information, right? So if I am a coaching consultant and I'm talking to or my ideal client are mental health providers, I'm going to listen to the type of topics that you talk about. Yes, I'm going to listen to the type of topics you talk about. What's important to you? Okay, we mentioned this earlier. If you're talking about relationships, I might talk about the importance of building a relationship with your coaching consultant because they have the keys to the doors to get you the information you need to access another level. All right. So I might start fostering those type of conversations. Social listening, you guys, <laughs> if I if I encourage you to do nothing else, I Pray that you get that social listening can be your best friend when it comes to building your personas, right? Many people who listen to our podcast know that I like to keep it light and and I like for people to receive it. And that's because building a business is not easy. It can be very frustrating. So when you have someone who is delivering a message in a very strict and or too professional manner. Uh, I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> uh, depending on the type of listener, they may not be able to receive it, especially if you're very mono or you don't have a little personality in it. But people who love personality, like myself, built in my persona, okay, <laughs> they're going to gravitate towards this podcast. They're going to gravitate towards the understanding that As the consultant, I have a different style of teaching. And so social listening can really help you to establish the type of person or ideal person that you want to work with. All right. So we've talked about where to gather your data. Now we're going to go into refining your data. Okay, so earlier I gave the example about a product that started to be launched in January. I'm sorry, started to be developed in January, but would not launch until May. All right. And now when it comes to that kind of situation, you need to understand the external factors that are around you. You can use what we like to call a pestle analysis, right? What's changing politically? Are there new laws that are being promoted that have that will have an impact on your families? So, for example, Senator Warren out of Massachusetts issued and introduced a new bill for mothers and fathers who have children. This bill would basically say if you worked on third shift, that child care must be available for third shift workers. Right. They can we can no longer exclude child care between the hours of 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. We need to add hours from 5 p.m. until 9 a.m. to cover the overnight workers. Right. Right. It's important. What happens if you don't do that? Well, any parent that is working third shift 
who, you know, let's say you're in the hospital and your shift runs over about an hour or two and it takes you 30 minutes just to be able to get to your child's daycare that or just to get home to bring them to daycare that can have an impact on you a very, very negative impact. So being able to extend these hours allows for parents to breathe a little. If they have to pay for an extra hour, okay, they, they, they can pay for the extra hour, but they know their child is safe. They know that the person who's watching their child is not going to be frustrated and then bail on them and not want to babysit again because they ran over their schedule or whatever unforeseen incident happened that infected that affected them. They know that their child is just at daycare, <laughs> right? So that that law is or that bill is now being considered and it's going to be considered nationally. There were other components of the bill such as cost and making sure that the cost of daycare is affordable for those families that uh, can't afford $1,200 a month, okay? So how does that impact your practice? How does that impact your practice? Does it positively impact it or does it negatively impact it? Who are the majority of your patients? Where do they work? Are you tracking where they work? These things matter when it comes to product development. Because if you have a working mother who's working overnight and her child's overnight, but then she's home, you know, let's say from 7 a.m. until uh, about 4 p.m., Right? She doesn't go in until 9, but from 4 p.m. until 9 p.m., she's dealing with child. Where does she have the time to take your course? Mm. Is your course offered in person or is it offered online? And can she squeeze in an hour? Can she sleep for a couple hours? Can she not? All of those make a difference. Okay, maybe she has to wait to do it when her child comes home, but it's a little noisy. Do you have the accommodation for her? So these things are important when it comes to understanding the political changes and the climate and how it affects your business at the local level. And if you offer service nationally, how it affects you nationally. All right. So now we're going to go into the economic piece of it. Is there inflation? Are the interest rates high? What, what is the economic growth? These things matter because as you talk about taking a course, if your course went from $97 to now $975, that's a huge jump. That's a huge jump. Can your ideal client afford that right now? What is the cost of their real estate? Are people losing their homes or are they keeping their homes? All of that matters. Are they renters? What's the rent like? Has the rent gone up? Now, just don't think short term, get money in the door. Think long term. I want this client to be able to come back and continue to pour in my business because I have what they need. But if inflation is high, my prices have to be at a level where I can sustain. And if they're not at a level where I can sustain, then maybe I need to look at going to a different market. So those things are important when it comes to creating products, knowing who you're talking to, 
and whether or not the inflation or the cost of the product is going to change their mind. Do you have payment plans? Does your provider charge interest for these payments? If not, okay, you might have a winning shot. But if your provider gives your third party provider gives you financing and they charge 2% on top of that financing, that might not be much, but it might be more than they can afford monthly. So being able to keep those things in mind when it comes to creating access for your persona, your client persona. Then you have the, oh Lord, why am I, social, oh thank you Lord, (laughs) y'all know I'm tired, Uh, you have the social factor, what are their cultural beliefs, do, what, what what are their experiences like that are going to shape their decisions, these things matter. When it comes to building out your persona, because it's going to talk about the way in which people see your product and how they see your product. You can have a really great solution. You can hit every other area that is important to that buyer persona. But if something you're teaching classes clashes with their cultural beliefs. Let me say it again. If something that you're teaching clashes with their cultural beliefs. They may not come back or they may not want to engage with that particular product. So it is important for you to understand what are the social factors of your buyer persona. I want to give you an example. This was about, I want to say, seven years ago. I met a doctor who talked about an experience with his former residence. And one of his doctors who... who who had been fairly new on the scene, refused to treat a patient because the patient's cultural beliefs were different than his. And he couldn't understand why the patient would not accept the treatment recommendations that he was giving because of the cultural differences. Well, this doctor proceeded to refuse to work with them because he felt that the treatment that that they needed was the treatment, the best course of action. And he did not listen to the family and or their concerns with how that treatment affected their beliefs as well as their, their child's health. That doctor ended up going through the process of being sued. And unfortunately... They ended up, um, they ended up losing at the case. I forgot what the specific clause is, but there is a clause that allows a physician to basically refuse treatment or refuse to treat a patient if there is a moral or ethical dilemma, right? If if what is being asked of them puts them their license at risk, they can refuse to give treatment. It's something along those lines. I have to, I have to look it up. But the point is that he didn't know the patient's cultural differences before he started treating, before he started recommending treatment. Had he known their cultural differences, 
who knows, maybe there could have been a different kind of treatment that could have been presented that would have been lucrative to the family to make the appropriate decision, right? You need to know the cultural differences of your patients. You know, I grew up with a lot of Caribbeans and I've constantly heard that there are people who are from the Caribbean descent that don't believe in mental health services. So as you are, let's say you are deciding that you really want to work with people from the Caribbean descent and you want them to be happy, whole and healed and all these things, how are you going to reach them where they are? That's important. The type of messaging that you put out is important. Hey, have you decided? Have you ever thought about talking to someone? You know, I have a support group you might want to attend. It may be uncomfortable, but it's better than saying, hey, I'm a therapist. I know you wouldn't say this, but <laughs> hey, I'm a therapist. I, I can help you get your, get your life together. <laughs> That's completely different from support group. We talk about everything from career advancement all the way down to dealing with your spouse. (laughs) All right, let me move on before I start getting emails. (laughs) All right, so that's the social factor. Then you have the technology factor, right? So technology, is there an advancement in technology? What do, why do people even feel that they need you? You know, you might have somebody who uses the Calm app and thinks that that because they have gotten to a certain place where they're no longer angry and miserable and all these things that they don't need therapy anymore. So you need to be able to talk about how your services coupled with the Calm app can benefit your clients, especially if they're thinking that they they don't need you anymore knowing that the problem still hasn't fully been resolved. So those are other things that you want to you want to work through. You want to be able to say, hey, yes, I know that this new technology is out there. I know that this new app is out there. I know that the, a part of the industry growth is, is because of the technology that is out there. But... And this is where I really put an emphasis on, but I have a solution that can help you go even further in your healing journey and then talk about how the solution solves their problems. Right. So making sure that you are refining your persona as things change, as situations happen, create case studies. All right. What are what's the probability that probability that when this new bill comes out promoting access to care for child care for people who work overnight, what's the probability of people being too tired to take a moment and learn? What is their success rate? What is their information retention rate? Those things matter. Okay. So that's how you begin the investigation of refining it. How you continue are the surveys that you issue. Patient satisfaction surveys from previous clients. You know, one thing that's really important 
is that there's a difference between a persona that you have when you're first starting out and a persona that you develop once your ideal clients start getting in the door. And a lot of people don't talk about that. And it's important that we start having that conversation because When your patients are coming in the door, that means messaging that you put out, reach them, right? But what is happening in their current life right now that may change the way they utilize your products and services, right? So we gave the example about the working mother. Let's talk about a a experience where someone has lost their position, You have patients who are in the door. They can sustain for another six months, potentially. But if they don't find work, they're going to have to stop. Now you have a person who's a little more stressed than normal because they have a life-changing event. And a survey midway through treatment before discharge can make a difference in understanding what's at the top of their mind. What is it that you would be looking they would be looking for you to do. If you're not offering payment plans, could you incorporate a payment plan? If they can't afford your rate, can they, can they afford half the rate? Can you sustain at half the rate if it's one person? What if it's five people? What if they all came from the same company or better yet, the same industry? So being able to issue the surveys to get a better understanding of how you can be better at promoting your products and services makes a difference. Maybe as people are going through transition, they have access to your group coaching program. Or maybe this is an opportunity for you to partner with the government and get government contracts to be able to support those patients who can't necessarily afford your services. Or maybe you're going after sponsorships. Again, all of these things matter. They all matter. So those are that's the way that you can start to refine your persona and gather information to better understand what could or is coming down the pipeline and then be able to shift as you work with your ideal clients and create more offerings or more opportunities for them to get in the door. So we've talked about how to, uh, what is buyer persona and the different types of personas for every audience. We've talked about where to get your data from your persona and to build your persona, excuse me. And now we've talked about refining it. So we're going to put it into practice. I'm going to give you a case study for you to consider Uh, creating your psychographic information. And what I want you to do is when you're done writing everything in, filling in the blanks, I want you to email me and tell me what the process was like for you. And then also let us know how this show was, right? Whether you're listening on on Apple Podcasts or on iHeartRadio, give us a review. Tell us what you thought about this episode, but more importantly, about the show and what you would like to see uh, going in the future, right? So uh, the case study in this case is a 35-year-old African-American woman by the name of Jessica Johnson. She lives down in Dallas, Texas, 
and she's working full-time for the state. However, in light of recent events, she has decided, ah, I don't want to work for the state anymore. I really want to go into private practice. I feel I can make a bigger impact on my patient population at the local level than I can in this position. And so she's married, she has no kids, but her concern is that the $10,000 that she has set aside to build her practice won't be enough. She's afraid of the unknown. And being afraid of the unknown, she's worried about financial instability. So now I want you to create I've given you the backstory. I've given you most of the demographics. I want you to create a psychographic persona for Jessica Johnson based off the information that I've given you. I want to know her goals. We know a little bit about her fears, right? She talked about the unknown, going into the unknown and financial stabilities. So what's going to be her motivators? What's going to be the thing that drives her to continue working towards her goal? And one other thing I forgot to mention that I should have mentioned, she specifically needs help with business planning. So now you know the challenge that she's facing, right? She's so afraid, but she doesn't know where to begin with her business plan. So what other challenges can come from not completing the business plan? What other challenges can come from not forecasting? What other challenges can come from not creating a buyer persona and the right messaging? So I want you to have fun. I don't want you to stress out, right? Take everything that you've learned in this workshop and apply it to how you develop the psychographic information. Um, I want to know her goals. I, I think I mentioned that, but I'll, ma- I'll mention it again. We want to know both her long-term goals and her short-term goals. And if she doesn't have any, I want to know how she's going to receive how you help her create it. Ah, okay. <laughs> I want to know um, her dreams and her interests. Where are you finding her? Where does she like to hang out? What does she like to do in her spare time? All right. And, and, and even though this is a fictional character, utilize your social media analytics, right? So I am Instagram, you know, every time you follow a hashtag, you can see who else connected to you follows that same hashtag. Why is that hashtag important to them? Who's posting on that hashtag that they're following and the type of content that they like? So for example, I follow this lady who teaches on DIY, right? She talks about um, different ways that she uh, develops, you know, her living room, like designs her living room. She talks about different ways that um, she she bakes and the type of stuff that she uses and just a whole bunch of stuff. Do you know how many therapists follow this same uh, interior designer that teaches on how to do it yourself? Chow, at least 26 of them. So I know based off the fact that they like the content, they comment on the content, and they follow the content that we're in alignment, right? I love, love, love interior design stuff. I'm always looking for ways to improve my home. So 
I want you to have fun with this. I don't want you to stress out, right? This is supposed to be light and it's supposed to help educate you on how to start speaking to the right audience. So I'm going to end here and I'm just going to say thank you once again for supporting our podcast. As always, you guys are truly a blessing to us and we really enjoy educating you and bringing the information that you need to be successful. Um, For those who listen to this podcast, as well as those who are on teams, who have the ability to be present during the workshop, we have an a offer for all of you. If you are interested in taking your bio personas to the next level and or you have your bio personas, but you don't really know if it's working for you, we are allowing people to book a 45 minute follow up call with us to go over their bio personas. You will get a personal analysis of your persona and tips and tricks for how to change something or maybe change the way that your messaging is being delivered to your ideal clients. And then you will also get a step-by-step guide on how to improve your personas. So if this is something that's of interest to you, please visit us at www.jlwmedicalmh.com dot org and select book online you'll be prompted to go and and select an appointment type make sure you hit other location it's going to be at the top of the screen and once you hit other location you'll see a tab for attendee follow-up and that is where you can book your session with me to to go deeper in your buyer personas Thank you guys so, 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 so much for, again, supporting us and and helping us to create better content for you. We look forward to next week's episode. Bye for now. Well, friends, that's our time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. This podcast is sponsored by JLW Medical Management Consulting. We are now accepting applications for the patient referral program and the 90-day private practice bootcamp. If you would like to learn more, please visit us online at www.jlwmedicalmh.com. We look forward to seeing you next time.